0: Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we're once again bringing you some of the most interesting, weird and wonderful ingredients the brewing industry has to offer. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us.
1: I'm wearing my Sabro shirt, because I thought we were talking about...
0: <laughs> Air quotes, weird ingredients.
1: <laughs> I, you know, weird, interesting ingredients. Okay. And I think, for me, I love Sabro. I love some Sabro. people are like, oh, I fucking... It's controversial. I guess it like, should be, like, controversial ingredients.
0: Controversial, yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like... <laughs> hop's, hop's not controversial for the second hop's you put Sabro in front of it. Controversial. I also couldn't find... I was trying to find the most, like interesting shirt i had to like wear for this yeah uh, in terms of like weirder interesting ingredients or something like that i think my bad bitches drink good coffee shirt i thought oh, i almost wore that but then i was <laughs> like well that's not i think everyone can agree or 99 percent people can agree coffee's coffee's not even controversial it's not it's great, it's great. <laughs> yeah but i was like sabro that is oof, that splits the room conversation
0: <laughs> interestingly so i was uh working on some stuff at work the other day. Uh we've got a big conference coming up so there's lots of uh proofreading to be done on things and I was doing that for for some bits. And um I was reading through some of the descriptions of some of the hops and Sabro usual like pineapple creamy coconut. Also someone put spicy on there. Spicy. I don't think I've ever picked up spicy from Sabro.
1: Maybe they put the wrong thing down. Oh, I don't
0: you know. Say. There was also some other th- there was some other bits that I was like, um, I mm, that's what we're going with. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Anyway, um, I feel like so we've been planning this episode for a while,
1: a really long time. Yeah,
0: we collected these these together and we've had them and we just haven't got around to recording it.
1: One of these, the the first one that we're gonna have, I yeah. think arguably we've had what, like. One of the longest ones we've yeah. had because we just couldn't find anything to match its energy. <laughs> yes, That's the only thing I could say it's yes, got, it's got big, big in big unique energy. Yes, and I definitely. struggled to find anything that I thought could even remotely. Yeah. It took us ages to find anything we thought we could remotely pair with it, and we even thought like, where else can we slot this in episode one? Yeah, but it for me was just so unique, so interesting that I was like, I don't genuinely even it would be no matter what topic we chose to use it for, I think it would have been incredibly difficult to find things. Yeah, it would have been proper <laughs> left
0: field coming out. So you'll see what that is in a minute. We're going to keep that a little secret for a second. Uh, but I do feel like this episode has actually come at quite a timely moment because I don't, I don't know if you've seen, there's been some conversations around ingredients that are used in beer within the last week Um there have been some calls for maybe we need to look at our own Reinheitsgebot-type rules here in the UK. Um, uh, If if you've missed our episodes about what that is, that is the German purity law, which was like set in the 1500s, and it was to keep the ingredients. The main ingredients of beer are um, malt, hops, yeast, and water. And uh, the purity law means that brewers can only use those ingredients um but that was brought in to stop grains that were used for bread and and foodstuffs to not go into beer because it was a period of time where food was scarce like that's the reason that they have a purity law it's not because more interesting innovative things shouldn't be happening but there's been a bit of a call that maybe we need that because someone's got upset that there's weird air quotes interesting air quotes ingredients in different beers um on the flip side of that i think you know people might be saying and thinking we're the current situation of the world why are we trying to restrict breweries from making things that people want to buy like why are you making things more why would you want Things to be more difficult for brewers, but also, you know, why are we Definitely stopping waste. innovation? But
1: also, like, there's there's things talking about the the way things are in the current climate as well. Like, wait, like reusing waste, for example. If yeah, you've got this. Like, clearly, oh, you can use this, you can't use this. There might be really innovative, creative ways to uh, reuse, uh, like food waste. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like like, oh, if you're gonna go, you can't use that. You can't use, you know, pasta to right. make a beer and you can't use um you know imperfect cereal to create a beer you can't use, there's lots of things that's like oh, if you're saying you can't do this current climate i think people should be encouraged to be creative with whatever yeah whatever is out there for them to use that could be really good in sustainability to be honest yeah that, that's just my two uneducated yeah that's and topic. i mean
0: you know I think there are enough breweries out there that if you don't want to drink a beer that's got additions to it, you can find a brewery that's creating very, you know, standard. There's not a good word for it because I don't want to say standard. I don't want to say simple. I don't want to say, you know, just follow those rules. No frills. Yeah. No frills, straightforward beers. There are plenty of breweries that are doing that. Why do we then need to restrict breweries that are trying to do something different? Just don't buy it. Just don't yeah, I look I at it. Feel, why
1: are we, <laughs> Scroll on. Why do we kind of compare things? As yeah, well that are like very much not the same. I think yeah. there's a lot of like comparison of like this really straightforward, no frills, is really good, and this creative, innovative thing, or, or vice versa, this really yeah. creative, innovative thing has all these amazing depths of flavors. And this straightforward no-frills one doesn't. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, they're just very... Too, they're two very different things. And they yeah. should be taken in their own in their own merits. And, like, both can be really good. And you can be in the mood for one more than the other. And vice versa on yeah. any given day. Depending yeah. on the situation. Depending on your mood. Depending on what's going on.
0: Yeah. And, like, it's... Uh, as If you haven't listened to last week's episode where we talked about session outs. we proved that just because it's no-frills doesn't mean it doesn't have depth of flavour either, actually. Like... You know, equally, they can still be complex. Like
1: equally what we're about to have today is I feel like this is also a very timely episode because it's <laughs> very much the opposite. It's completely
0: the opposite of last week's episode. Completely the <laughs> opposite. It's very true. true. So, so true. Like, just,
1: I'm glad actually we put that out first to yeah. make that point. Um, before yeah. we circle back around to, to what we're about to do today, yeah. honestly.
0: Alright, so we're gonna get down from um, our soapboxes. Really yeah. Um you know, if you've if you have an opinion on this as well, Contact us. Let us know. Yeah. We want to hear yeah. your comments.
1: I think there's always going to be people that are the YK yeah. food. taste like beer people. And there's always yeah. going to be the people that are like... Uh... Let's put all the the things in it. The omnipolo of, of, you're like, here's, you know, we, we picked out five random ingredients from a bowl and we're going to make them work and uh, respect, like there's always going to be both sides. And, uh, hopefully today some of these interesting ingredients might show why, why we are pro creativity. I don't know. I'm really excited about the first one. I can't wait. I'm so
0: excited about the first one. I've been waiting to (laughs) drink this for so long. long. What what I think is really
1: interesting about this one as well is this brewery, um, It's one that we have, like, super, super championed in terms of, like, what we have really been praising, I think, a lot. And if you haven't guessed them by now, like, you'll it'll be really clear in a minute. But what's funny is we never talk about them for this particular... Like, this is something that is so, from what we talk about them for, so out of left field and, like, just completely different. In some ways, obviously, there's that creative aspect. But just in the terms of, like what it is i think that no one would ever go oh if i i always forget that that this brewery is the one who made this because it is so not the style Ah, so i I think that's interesting because
0: i think it very much goes back to how this brewery used to brew like i don't i don't think they've gone they've strayed far from what they what they did but i when i first got into this brewery probably just before lockdown, just as we were getting into all of that, started to buy more when we could start ordering to home. Um, this is the sort of thing they used to do. And now they've got very um, using interesting flavours. Um, and I think they've I think kind of slightly changed the way argue, they did. But I think they did used to do this.
1: And I don't uh, yeah, gimmicky, but I think, I don't think so. Would use yeah. That term, gimmicky.
0: yeah, but actually I think this is the kind of thing that they used to do um and they should probably do a bit more of it because i love it anyway should we show people what it is because we've been just yeah skirting around it. If you, it. I,
1: I wanted to give people enough time to guess who i was right, going to be talking right. about and uh, um, let's see if you guessed it right
0: we've got yonder's um nature's elixir i've been oh, i've been so excited when this first came out I didn't manage to grab one and I thought I wasn't going to get it. So the thing that's exciting about this listeners is that it is a barrel aged birch sour porter. And so it has not been made with water. It has been made with 100% birch sap to replace the water. And we'll get into that into a minute. Cause this is all this bit, the way they made this beer and what their choices were and things were just fascinating. Um, when it first came out, I saw it and was like, that's interesting. Um, I want to drink that. Didn't manage to get one the first time round. And then I think we were doing a big order for the podcast, and I happened to come yeah. across it on like Trembling Madness, and I was like, I'm buying that. <laughs> Do yeah, you, you want to get one too? It was like, that one's
1: the most interesting right. So I was definitely down yeah. for it.
0: So. um it's also mixed firm. Which loves um, that box. And it was barrel aged. So it's all all the things. And I think um yeah, so it's it's
1: got the, uh, there's this chaga in it as well. I don't know if I've pronounced that properly, but apparently I looked into that and that's a medicinal fungi that grows yes. on it. And that was added to the boil. So that's super interesting as well. Um, I think for me as well, what I really, really, what made me gravitate to this as well is, outside of beer as well i'm big into coffee and i'm big into food like i could say i'm a foodie but i feel like i'm not because i feel like when someone says foodie you think that they're always eating really like posh fancy stuff for me it's not when i say i'm a foodie i mean like i just like food a lot i <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like i really really like food um and good food and it doesn't matter if it's a really good takeaway or you know fast food or I'm, sometimes over the weekend I said to someone I'm a garbage I, I don't eat takeaway food for um I don't eat fast food because I want the authentic experience I eat it because it's garbage and I know it and I'm garbage <laughs> so that is how I approach it but I have no like barriers to entry there it's kind of like if anything I think I don't go to that higher end of like the Michelin star right thing, but I yeah really same love the whole like beer and food pairing and yeah. like really good quality food with a really good quality drink so obviously the collab on this as well was with um chef brad carter and bella wild food and i thought for me the fact that it was like a collaboration with a chef as well i was like super excited about that and i i wanted to save it initially before we decided to do a podcast episode i was like i'll have some good food with it and then we're like no let's use it for a podcast episode
0: (laughs) and here we are um i'm not gonna get to pair it with food no i'm just (laughs) gonna drink it (laughs) Um, I think we need to crack it I'll open before too. we get into the talking about it, because I think we're going to have a lot to say about this one.
1: I was so confused about serving temperatures of this one as well, so oh, I took yeah? it out of the fridge so it would get slightly it's a porter. and it's still, yeah, but then it, the soured aspect of it as well, I was like... Oh, it smells amazing!
0: Future, it does. Ooh. The
1: funky sour aspect, I think, is where I was a bit like, but then what, what temperature do I serve it at? I don't know.
0: It is a beautiful colour.
1: It is. You've got almost like a. Like when I hold it up to the light, there is quite like a chestnut, like ruby sort of highlight to it. Ruby,
0: yeah. And it's got a nice kind of foamy beige head on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the head on mine didn't last very long, but there's like a beige ring around it.
0: It smells so good.
1: Smells interesting as hell. Yeah. I will say it just sounds incredibly interesting. And and it's funny with the birch water aspect of it, I, I made a note. My first note on this was just brewed with all the water in the brewing process, replaced with sap, naturally tapped from birch trees in spring. And then it was dot, 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 how even in all caps.
0: <laughs> so, so interesting. So there is a uh, a whole blog post about this on Yonder's blog. So I will put the link to that. In the show notes, if you want to go read it, um, I'm, I'm not going. We're not going to go through everything that's in that blog post, but there's interesting things that we will pull out. So they had to. I read this earlier today. So beer, if you didn't know, is about 90 to 95 percent water. So taking all the water out—that's a big thing. Um, Yonder reckon that they use roughly a thousand liters of water for a brew on their smallest batch. Um, Each birch tree that they used to get the sap from in spring will produce around five litres of sap per day. So they needed to tap 40 trees each day over five days to get enough water for this brew. Um, They didn't think that was too bad (laughs) of something to have to do, according to the blog.
1: I feel like that is just... It, it was just the idea of replacing, like having, having been in several like sort of commercial level brew days now as well. Yeah. Seeing how much water actually goes into it. The, the idea that it's, yeah, that water is being replaced to me was just mind blowing. And especially because obviously, and this could be so, my thoughts on how it's done may be completely different in water, but it's just like the idea of having to change the temperature of that water and boil it. And, and normally like some of your, tooling kind of does that for you but if you're replacing everything water wise with something else like that must be so much more there's so much more
0: painstaking yeah because you that. can end up losing some like you know what if you need to top it up a little bit like it's not like you can just get it out of the tap if you haven't if that thousand liters isn't enough yeah that's it you're done <laughs> Can't even,
1: like, what if, what if the, like, there just wasn't enough coming out of the trees? Yeah. Like, how do you even, yeah, yeah, that is, that's what I just put, how even. That's all I could put out in all caps, how even. Yeah. All right. Can we sip it? Let's, yeah,
0: yeah, because it smells amazing. I like it.
1: I really like it. It's incredibly interesting. Yeah. I wasn't sure how it was going to be because obviously we've kept on to this for quite a while now. So I was worried that there was a potential that it may not be as easy drinking or i don't know flavors may not be as i i don't know but it is first sip really
0: enjoy like it's got that lovely acidity um there's a woodiness and there's like it's not burnt sugar it's almost maple syrupy interestingly
1: not really in the sip itself what's kind of lingering on the back now a few sips in that I'm trying to place there is almost like a very very subtle nuttiness that's Mm. coming out as well and I'm wondering if that's that like porter aspect but it gets because of the wild funky nature of it that sort of gets toned down quite a lot but then actually like when it's you've swallowed your sip you're kind of on that exhale afterwards there's this little bit of flavor that I tried to place and I was like okay took a few sips in and then I was like it's a nuttiness that's just lingering there for me anyways, yeah. I yeah yeah
0: like it's almost there's almost a touch cold brew coffee in there like it makes me think really and this smooth. is smooth yeah it's really smooth there's like so it just makes me think of being in the woods on a crisp autumn day that's what it makes me think 5.8 of. that's cents. very niche like I was like five point eight. ABV, That's not bad.
1: Five point eight percent. Yeah, I expected because the other ones are going to have later. I kind of was like, oh, how bad is this one going to be in terms of ABV? Five point eight percent, not bad. Very sessionable. And I think completely agree with you. It if it makes me think of like I just went out for a walk this morning. Rick and I took Faelan out into the woods near our house and did like a nice walk, and it was quite brisk. Is is the is the definition I will use the terminology I'll use? Brisk. So this makes me think of like. Walking around on a brisk, just early winter day, um, in in nature and coming yeah. back and having that wild, interesting beer, and I think it is really smooth, really surprisingly easy drinking. And I think even with the funkiness in it, there's so much like depth and complexity to this. With like I said, that nuttiness that's so like hidden in the back. Yeah. However, I feel like I could. I'm not saying that this is necessarily something an entry level person would necessarily enjoy but I feel like I wouldn't be as hesitant to try to maybe bring this out with someone that is more entry level and wanting to get into funky stuff Same. because I think it is so smooth and easy drinking that you go okay well if you want to if you want to go like hard mode on your intro level this would probably be a good starting point for someone that maybe wants to be way more into, like wants to really, really get into yeah. it and
0: not just decide if they like it or not. And it's about, I think it's about, there's so much complex flavor in there that if you want to get your, you know, you are, you are a beer taster, even, like, even if you're starting out and you're a beer taster and you want to taste things and, you know, do this thing that we're doing right now where you're picking apart it and working out what's happening and why all these things are so great. Like, Even if you're starting out, this beer will make you go, ooh, because there's so much in it to, like, contemplate. And it's a, let's sit and sip and enjoy and think about it, beer. And this is the sort of thing we want to stop if, if we don't let people put interesting ingredients in, question mark.
1: I think, I think as well as like, as this is moving, it'd be interesting to see if you're getting this as well. As this is moving from that like immediate, cause it starts off immediately like that funky, mm. sour, um, really complex sort of like layer. And then it kind of, for me, the point between it goes that funky, sour, you know, immediately sort of in catches your interest, interesting side of things to that nutty aftertaste. I'm almost now getting a bit of like, tobacco-y yes. in it as well, which is really quite interesting. Cause it yes. just it it so harmoniously moves between that that funky sour to that really smooth, like more nutty porter element. And there is that like sort of transition period of that like tobaccoy type flavour that's kind of moving moving helping with that transition and I'm finding it incredibly interesting. I feel like I just wanna cozy up by the fire. Like, I want to sit by the fireplace and watch a film or something while sipping on this. I don't know. It's,
0: like, making me a little bit sad. Cheese. That cheese with it. <laughs> it's making me a little bit sad that I've only got one and that we're talking oh. about it and we're saying how great it is. And, listeners, you might not be able to get hold of it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that we've done you this to can. you. You probably You're can't. Able to get hold of it. If you haven't I had, had it, I'm so, so anything. sorry because it's great. But you should definitely buy more Yonder Beer.
1: <laughs> I'm more sad that I'm only going to have it this one time, right? That I don't have more of
0: it. Ooh.
1: I'm sorry. I'm, so i I feel. I feel worse that that's that I feel worse for that than I do that other people can be going to have. It.
0: <laughs> um, I am a big advocate for a sour porter and a sour stout, though. I feel like people are like sour stouts, but actually, it's that chocolate, like with a with a sour stout in particular, it's that chocolate and then tart acidity that's almost like a chocolate covered fruit. That I really well, I think- like about a that I really like about South stout. stout Porter, it's almost I don't know because this is kind of sweet. Um, I, I say sweet, but it's not really. <laughs> but there is that acidity coming through with like it's like a really good cup of coffee, like we were saying the other day, like where you get those coffees that are like with the berries and and where uh, like an espresso has got a really good acidity to it and it's really beautiful. That's what a South yeah. Porter is like beautiful
1: I think sometimes there can be with sour Um, stouts and sour porters it can be really hard if the balance isn't right to make it as enjoyable like it's not when it's done right it's good if it's not pulled off in like a balanced way of balancing those flavors and that acidity it can be really hard to get to get somebody into them if they're not a person that likes that complexity anyways um but I feel like this one genuinely is so well so balanced what it's it's balanced while maintaining high complexity levels that yeah. I feel like it keeps someone like me interested but easily could give this to somebody else that's maybe not as far along in their beer journey and they would still probably appreciate like because I think sometimes as well even if it's like oh it's not for me or it's too it's too much for me right now with where I'm at I think that the way this is made and the flavors you're getting and the way it's landing and the way it's balanced, I couldn't imagine someone trying this and mistaking this for a quote unquote bad beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you know how we have those conversations of people go, oh, I'm not just because they're kind of not there in their journey journey, and it doesn't really match their flavors and, and it's something that is off-putting to them because it's either too strong in a certain flavor or whatever um or you know i don't like sours but i'm having a sour that type of element people can go oh it's not good because i don't it, it's just i didn't like this about it and i didn't like this about it i think that this is undeniable that you good. A it's very like a very well- great beer interesting made yeah. beer. like it would be really hard for someone that's like i don't like funky stuff but i'm trying this to be like but it's just not well made like, yeah
0: no way I feel like this, I feel luxurious.
1: I don't know if it's the label or the, (laughs) because I know so much about it, but I feel luxurious drinking it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I should be in a fancy restaurant having a really nice (laughs) meal, like a farm to table (laughs) restaurant by a fire, having this beer with a really nice meal.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then as well, we haven't even said that because it was, it's barrel aged. So once it was brewed, it was then put into oak, oak, barrels for 10 months so that adds to all of the goodness as well You've with no wild, wild yeast in there, yeah. with wild cultures um, with bretonomuses and like just all the good stuff in this, goodness so good you want. Oh, I'm very pleased that we got to try to it move on
1: from that.
0: I, uh, I know yeah. I'm, I'm really sad but I guess, we need, I guess we've got to drink the others we might have peaked have again, to. why do we keep doing this to ourselves we did Thank this you. last time <laughs>
1: I thought this would be the best one to put at the beginning I mean, because it is definitely so but, others, but... No, I'm a bit sad. <laughs> I like the glassware I've got as well if you're watching the video. Oh yeah, I got you got it yeah. from the We Are Beer Festival in Bristol.
0: I didn't and get one of those in the end, you know.
1: I've got it's like a UFO style glass. <laughs> yeah. I've got an extra one I can give you
0: my extra ooh, one.
1: Thanks, but I love it. It's great. It's, it's so You've given me enough glassware I think I can.
0: <laughs> I've got another box for you as well.
1: It's ooh.
0: Um <laughs> It's
1: like it's like a, like a teku without the stem o
0: Oh yeah. It's a teku tumbler.
1: Just yeah, it makes me feel a bit <laughs> It's a way of having like a stemless glass but still feeling fancy. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how I feel about it.
0: I will put the the link to that blog post in the show notes so you can go and have a read because it, it's so interesting how they did it. Go and have a read about if it. If you can find it, try to oh. find it, but you just you won't.
1: Like just try to see if there's someone you know. <laughs> We're so try sorry. To see... Try to see if there's someone you know that has it, and and maybe offer to make them a nice fancy dinner to pair with. Yeah,
0: it. yeah. Maybe they got it in the stash, Like we have. All right, second one. This one's interesting. Um, is from Keys, and it's called Purple Is the New Black. You found this one, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I mean, this is one that I think people
1: may know from like quite you know quite a few months back. Um, it is basically it's a pastry stout um, that has been brewed with ube so yeah i think i i've i've heard multiple different ways to pronounce that as well so okay i've got u- ube and ubi like i've heard too. i'm going with ube because that's yeah. the that's the one that seemed like the most consensus but if you've got the correct way to say if you're so effectively nice. what that is is yeah it is a um it's effectively a sweet potato from, okay. the, from the Philippines so <laughs> uh, if you're Filipino and you know the definite correct way to say <laughs> yeah. it let me know but that is what I'm going to go with yeah I think what we should be getting from this when we pour it is it should make a surprise to no one uh, a purple color when you pour it Ooh. and I, I remember it taking the uh forums by storm because people were like it's purple that's interesting (laughs) and for me i was like yeah i'll give it a go i just want to see and i want to see if it's just like a gimmick or if you can actually taste any any difference but yeah i guess from this label so so ube from what i know is a um it is a sweet potato but according to the label it's actually a purple jam from the Philippines consisting of a sweet potato coconut and vanilla but Ooh. yeah as far as I'm aware it's a it's a it's actually a yam that's that's native to Southeast Asia so I think Philippines Indonesia Vietnam um, and there's a lot of good cultural significance in the Philippines for example where they use it for traditional dishes for celebrations special occasions uh, all that jazz so I think what it's most known for is the bright shade of purple. Um, so it gets that from something called now I am not scientific in the slightest. So apologies in advance. Uh, science and math were my worst subjects, So I'll give it a go. <laughs> but from something called the anthocyanin pigments. So um, they are known for their antioxidant properties. Oh. But it can range from a lavender to a deep purple. So because of this, this this food is actually used as a natural food colouring in dishes. And it's it's become more recent more popular in recent years because of that, like beautiful purple color that it gives pigment that it gives to things. So, um we'll talk about what flavors we should get from sort of that yam in general, and and we'll see if it comes there. But shall we pour it and see if let's, we get that beautiful? Let's see if we get purple,
0: purple. color. Purple. I mean, I've got my purple Women on tap t shirt on today. To
1: the the photos of it look very purple, but then you don't know if there's any sort of like changes yeah. made post. To the colour? Alright, let's pour it. I'm going to pour oh it's
0: it. green. It's green? Mine's green. What? Is yours green? No. Mine's green.
1: I'm now hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get
0: my torch out. Yours is green. It's like it's looking in the glass it's not as green, but Look Mine's definitely purple. Mine's green. Okay, yeah, yours shooken. is purple, mine's green how is mine <laughs> ended up being green <laughs> let me see
1: yours hold your- i can't properly see yours hold yours up let me see this i cow
0: oh it looks like it looks like yellowy there but to the eye it's green like
1: odd i mean mine is definitely what i'm expecting <laughs> yours definitely looks different
0: yeah mine looks different from yours <laughs>
1: Well, this is going to make you for a really okay. interesting experiment then. So basically, flavor-wise, yeah. um, ube can share the sweet, earthy taste. Um, and it can have more nutty flavors with subtle floral undertones. And it can be a little bit more vanilla-like. So some people have described it as a combination of vanilla and sweet potato. So I think there's this misunderstanding as well that like, if it's a yet like a lot of times people go oh yam yeah, sweet potato so it's got to be yeah this. but actually it's like a sweet potato but more of a vanilla tasting sweet yeah. potato, um the notes make those tasting notes make it quite versatile to work with so like u- u- ube ice cream has become really really popular in in the more recent years so um, be really interesting to see because I think smell wise it smells sweet it, me,
0: smells it smells sweet. sweet it smells like vanilla um it smells like marshmallow.
1: Yeah, marshmallow, but I actually, weirdly, I almost get, like, banana bread. I don't know why. Oh, interesting. I get, like, a, a bit of coconut. I think it's the coconut, but, like, because mm. I make banana bread, I'll put chocolate chips into it and stuff okay. as well. It tastes like chocolate chip banana bread, <laughs> and I think that is coming through, like, <laughs> when I say banana bread, I don't mean almost, like, the banana flavors of it, like the banana element of it. It's just okay. that sweetness and the, the some elements of, like, chocolatiness, but ness. yeah, vanilla and marshmallow quite yeah. strong in this it's interesting that
0: ours look very different but you're getting similar aroma. yeah the same aroma that's interesting it's, it's gonna, gonna be interesting a to see how green tinged head like i'm i'm just gonna see if i can get a picture of this so that it that you can see how green it is like i'm gonna take a the, the of this color of is that. not the color is not coming out in when you look at
1: it so joe has just sent me a photo that she's taking so really hard to tell on that <laughs> on the camera i don't know if you can like superimpose the photo over it. yeah i probably can for the video it is proper yeah if you're watching it's green right it yeah genuinely does (laughs) look. not even like green it's not obvious green no it's like you said like how you explained it of like food coloring
0: yeah like it's like a beer color like a regular kind of golden beer color but someone's dropped a little bit of green food coloring in it and it does that almost kind of gray black thing with the green yes it's but i can see i'm noticing green like a green tinge to the white head which is really weird i'm gonna do you know what i've got another glass here
1: it's so i'm gonna see
0: if i can take out the rest of it and see if maybe it needed a swirl whether that's no it's definitely green (laughs) that's so green
1: i didn't swirl mine at all like i've got green nail varnish
0: on it's so green
1: bizarre
0: mine's just that's weird so mine's green People are listen that's... to this
1: like, we get it, it's green. It's green, it's green, <laughs> we okay. So, we are so shooketh that we <laughs> cannot move past that. No,
0: and it smells like, right though. Green, sorry, sorry guys, it's green. Bizarre.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> mine is, mine is I think as I was expecting. Not as purple as I was expecting. I'm even sad holding... it's not purple. Even holding it up I can it. see it. It's it's very clearly there, but it's still yeah. really dark. So unless you really have the light under it, was I think in photos it looked more like it was a very obvious purple and it's it's not that way inclined. So I reckon there's probably some Photoshop magic happening there. Yeah. Honest, but um either way it smells really lovely. So mm-hmm. quite excited. Let's have a sip. I wanna know how you I don't want to say anything because I want to know what
0: yours because yours is definitely the one that's more off piece compared to mine, so it's quite bitter. And then there is that kind of vanilla vanilla background it's kind of like there's like a bit of burnt sugar in mine what does yours taste like i wouldn't say bitterness because the bitterness for me is quite minimal i think
1: burnt sugar yes yeah um more like caramelly tones yes vanilla yes sweetness yes but i think there's towards the back end of it there's a little bit of bitterness but a balancing bitterness so it's not actually sickly sweet mouthfeel wise it's pretty like medium to full bodied um very smooth like pillowy smoothness on mine um i wonder, if mine's, o- I wonder not... if
0: mine's oxidized i wonder if it is i wonder if something's happened to mine because mine is not right like it's very bitter i'm not getting like oxidized flavors from it though it's just very bitter there's something not right with mine
1: that's what i find incredibly interesting mm. is the fact that like we've got two same cans produced on yeah. the same place mine was stored in the fridge I'm assuming yours was yeah mine's been in the fridge you've got your beer fridge yeah so it's really interesting that we've had the the uh visuals completely (laughs) different the aromas the same yeah from what I gather very similar the flavors some of the same flavors but your bitterness is much higher than mine as from what it sounds yeah interesting as hell um from from the Ube perspective, um, yes. can say, I can tell you as well, like a little bit more about that. It contains vitamin C and A as well as potassium, so that's another reason why people tend to like to use that, because all that the the antioxidant goodness and and the vitamins that are in it um is quite good. Uh in terms of so I thought you'd like this putting my Doom and Gloom hat. On. <laughs> I thought you'd like this. Like, putting my Doom and Gloom hat on, so I thought you'd yeah. like this. Um, it can be challenging in terms of cultivation because it's so sensitive to temperature mm. um, and and the conditions in which it's grown. Um, it requires a tropical climate and well-draining soil for optimal growth, which obviously um, in current state of affairs with yeah. unpredictable climates and temperatures being warmer than they should be at times when they should be colder and vice versa is probably not ideal. Um yeah the, the plants are known what's interesting these plants are known to have a positive effect on the soil health due to their ability to fix nitrogen so it actually improves the soil fertility oh. and reduces the need for synthetic fertilizers which i thought was really interesting and when i looked into it as well it was like quite a heavy um in terms of like agriculture it, it's quite reliant something that they really uh, put a lot of effort into um in in those areas of asia as well so i think i believe i also read something i can't see any notes right now but i believe i also read something that's like it accounts for like a lot of like tourism revenue really as well like when people oh, really? there, they want to kind of like see these these yeah. places um but yeah that was that was a little bit about what ube is and it's a, this for me because i think mine's probably the way it should be
0: yeah I've put mine to one side because I don't think we should be using it to judge the beer on. Right. Uh,
1: yeah, I think from, from my perspective, the pastry stout-wise, like, there like is that sweetness to it. Um, and actually, I think it's quite nice because it's not too sweet. Because sometimes I find, I don't know, pivoting like because obviously you can't talk about it. But in terms of the pastry stouts in general... I tend to find that sometimes they're almost like too... I know you're expecting them to be sweet, but sometimes I almost find them sickly sweet and there's no balance, whereas this one I actually feel has, for me, the the correct version of it, quote-unquote, feels like there has some balance to it, so it's not overly sweet and it's not so syrupy that it's hard to drink. I will say this one's a 10.5% and it doesn't taste massively boozy.
0: I wonder if the alcohol has done something to this. Is that something that can happen? I don't know. Yeah, about that. I feel like I saw somewhere else that there was a beer that had an interesting color, but then the alcohol in changed the can it. like re-fermented or something, and it it changed it. I feel like I might have read that somewhere. I could equally be making it up, but <laughs> yeah, mine's not right, so we're going to ignore it.
1: But in terms of like pastry sours in general, like do you often find that at least more recently the trend of pastry sours they have been on the sweeter side? Because I think sweeter. Have you found that they are? When I say on the sweeter side, it's like we know they're sweet. Yeah. But I find that they're really, really rich, slightly like, sweet, yeah. and thick and syrupy, and yeah. I just that's not my jam. Whereas this is pillowy, smooth, and soft and full, but not syrupy. For me, It's, yeah, like, it's syrupy
0: definitely something wrong with mine because mine's quite thin. So I think there's been a bit of maybe re-fermentation in the can. Um, Diagnosing problems as we go along. Uh, Yeah, I do find, like, I like a a pastry stout, but it's got to be, it's still got to be drinkable, even if it's interesting. And I can see where if people have had some of these very syrupy, thick, so, so sweet beers, people turn around and be like, well, why are you doing that? Like, it's not, to some people it's not pleasant. And if you're drinking something, especially when they're high ABV, packed with ingredients so therefore potentially more expensive to buy as well and more expensive to brew then it's got to be something that you are having a pleasurable experience from so people might go well why why did you do that because we didn't um you've got to really get the balance right and it's still got to be drinkable even if it's interesting
1: yeah, no, 100%, cause I think you can whack a bunch of adjuncts yeah. in something, but if it's not balanced or yeah. balanced towards the wrong set of, not the wrong set of flavours, but there's nothing to sort of pull that that area of flavours back, it can almost make it unenjoyable. Like I've got, yeah, I wouldn't say I've got like no, I've got quite a heavy sweet tooth, but I find if a pastry and and that's why I look forward to pastry stouts because pastry stouts and pastry sours I'm like I want that like bit of sweetness in it but if it's too much and it's syrupy and then also when you have these stouts that are like higher ABV 10 you know double digit ABVs the booziness balanced with that just for me just makes it so much and so heavy that I can't sit there and actually enjoy it yeah and that's where I think when we talk about like some people want these, you know, 440 mil cans for me. And I obviously know for you, it's completely different as well because you is 330 mil can of this. It feels perfect. I wouldn't be yeah. able to do 440 mils of it. I think, arguably, even if I could get it in that slightly smaller, in the
0: 250, in
1: the 250, I think I'd even enjoy that.
0: I'm a, yeah, I'm a big advocate for high ABV beers, like these big thick beers being available in slightly smaller containers. Because like if you're out at a bar you can get a third of it and enjoy it and you know carry yeah. on your session whereas if you're at home and you've got a whole 440 ml can like controversial people sometimes I don't drink the whole can, it's it can and it's honest. not because it was a bad beer or I didn't enjoy it it's because I didn't want 440 ml of it and I was just like this is great this is and the point have where I've to enjoyed share it with, and yeah and I don't have hard. anybody to share it with and it's like when you get the big beers in 750 ml I've got a lot of really lovely beers currently in my house, but I haven't had a chance to share them with anybody. So they're still sitting there like so I like a slightly smaller pour, so I can really enjoy it and savour it. And I drink. I've come to a point now where I drink out of tasting glasses a lot of the time because I can have like a third of something and really enjoy it and then be like, yeah, I'm done. But then you can also decide, like, no, I want more of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I chop it up and I'm actually, I'm really enjoying this and I do want some more of it. Like, and even, I really enjoy a third of something and I'm like, but now I'm done. And don't let people tell you that you can't do that. If you've bought the beer, it's up to you what you do with it now.
1: (laughs) And it it doesn't mean it's bad either. No, it doesn't mean it's bad. I think it's hard as well, though, because when you're buying, why I sort of like the idea of smaller cans as well is because... When you're especially the more adjuncts you put in it and the more high end adjuncts you put in yeah. it, the more expensive it becomes and the higher A B V, especially with all the duty and everything else that we won't sort of like get into. Um, that obviously makes that price point go up as yep. well. And and the more money you pay as as a as a consumer, the more money you pay for something, especially the tastier it is as well. Yeah. Like the more you're like, Well, I really, really want to have that whole can. I paid for this can. I really yeah. want to have this whole can. But like sometimes it's just you can really enjoy it in that smaller quantity, but you almost feel pressure because of how much money you've spent on it, and how much time and effort it took mm-hmm. to make the beer and how unique it is and how all these different factors you kind of go. I guess I have to drink all of it. And I think there can sometimes be a tipping point of when you go really enjoying it, really enjoying it, really enjoying it. But if you're almost forced to drink more than you're really wanting to. Yeah. For whatever reason that can tip and actually you start going, I don't like it actually as much as I yeah. thought I did. Especially like with certain beers, if it takes longer to drink it and the temperature needs to be at a colder temperature, but it's taking you longer because you're really, it's a sipper and one to yep. actually sit on and enjoy. Sometimes it's like that can make a difference as well.
0: So definitely.
1: I think I would have loved this in like a a smaller can size as well because there's 330 mils of it, it's very... The sweetness in it is very sweet in a good way. Like, I really enjoy it. And it's the right amount of sweet where it's not too much so for me. Um, but I would probably enjoy having a smaller, it's very yeah. rare that I say it, but I'd probably enjoy having a slightly smaller serving size of it. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Look at what it's done. I'm
0: so, it's so Hold purple. On. Yours is so purple there.
1: I swear there was just a bit sitting on it, but that might have just been my weird <laughs> point. No,
0: yeah, mm. I can see it, yeah it's not what it no what or is it, it the is, thickness of the base it's the it's oh, the yeah.
1: glass it's the yeah. glass i thought something was sticking to the bottom of this and i was like oh what is that um <laughs> but it's not false alarm yeah i'm i'm really gutted that yours isn't yeah right. i am in terms of was it a gimmick or not because i think that's like the question that people people had when it came out of is this a gimmick if you're looking for purple color let's take joe's out of the mix yeah take mine obviously out obviously wasn't right <laughs> if you're looking for for it to be purple i think I'd aim more towards gimmick like you don't get it because I wouldn't buy it because I'd say oh I want a purple beer because you're not going to get that aesthetic yeah. photogenic purple that you're probably looking for without editing the the photo somehow if you want to kind of get a feel for ube and what it tastes like and I think based on the tasting notes I found for it this matches pretty well and it will give you a pretty good idea yes what,
0: interesting what interesting flavor you. to use yeah, yeah. definitely
1: right should we should we move on because you're not able to actually drink no. <laughs> should we should we move on to the, Let's uh, move on the to our line, next one which is our whopping 15.5 percent.
0: 15.5 percent yeah and
1: he was genuinely like that's like because i didn't even know i said oh it's higher abv so we have to <laughs> yeah. do this on a weekend there's no way i'm doing this on a weeknight <laughs> And I didn't really know. I just had them all out on the counter yeah. as I was putting things away. And he was like, that's 15.5%. And <laughs> it's
0: like a like, bottle oh. of wine. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so... Our last one is... Double deep fried Mars bar from Volksity. As, as if I wasn't gonna get this. <laughs> and the I know, this was when this came <laughs> out, you had to be hot on it to get these. You thankfully sorted it for me. I it, did. I, I wouldn't have
1: been able to. They were because
0: I was yeah. like, I think it was the middle yeah. of the
1: work day. I was like, I can't. Yeah, something. Like, I was in the middle of something. I had a meeting, I was like, I'm never gonna be able to get it, so
0: And I was like, I think we need to get these for our interesting ingredients. That'd be another that'd be a good supplement.
1: I would have bought it anyways, because yeah.
0: this is <laughs>
1: I'm it's excited. just fun,
0: right? <laughs> this is fun. This is what you're taking away as right? If you stop people from doing interesting <laughs> things, putting weird shit in their beer, you don't get fun beers like this. The
1: question is, though, have you ever had a deep fried Mars bar?
0: No. Have you had a deep fried Mars bar? Yes, you have? have. have yeah. Where did you have it? Uh, Edinburgh. Oh, you did have it in Scotland? Yeah. Mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I also had what I believe is called Pizza Crack. which is deep oh, fried pizza. deep fried pizza. Yeah. Apparently, I- so...
1: Didn't hate we're having. We're Every, having a, this is controversial. This is really controversial. Yeah, especially in my household. Oh, yeah, in your house, definitely in your <laughs> house. No, this is even when we had it. It was before. <laughs> it was before. um I feel like we've had PizzaGate here. It's before we got the pizza <laughs> oven and really like judge on it. Our- we were having frozen pizzas when I had yeah. this. But I was like, actually, unfortunately, we put vinegar on it. Because it was like chip shop, like chips and vinegar, like that kind of stuff. So a little bit of the chi- the vinegar on the chips, were right, right, right. okay. And I was like, I don't like vinegar, so I was like, this is a bit much for me on the pizza, not the deep fried Mars. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but I was like, actually, in isolation, it's deep not fried bad. pizza. I mean, someone it was said to quite me... late at night. <laughs> yeah. Someone said to me the other day. Someone was like saying about deep fried Mars and they were and a Scottish person was like, oh, such a gimmick. And they're like, yeah, but what about deep fried pizza? And they were like, oh yeah, deep fried pizza. That's totally are great. Great. Like that's. <laughs> that's standard deep fried pizza yes deep fried mars think, bar no
1: <laughs> deep fried mars bar is it gimmick yes or no i actually don't think it's gimmick
0: no but
1: i don't i think it's that's like saying any dessert's a gimmick isn't yeah. it it's like, I, I think that it's just a dessert like yeah. it wouldn't be like cheesecake gimmick or you know like <laughs> um uh, churros gimmick no you're just like it's just a dessert it just is yeah. what it is my only complaint was when i had it Obviously, like I said, it was quite late in the evening. <laughs> uh take that as you will. Yeah. Uh, it were it probably had been sat under the like the heat. Oh, for, like, was it not crispy? It was crispy, but I would almost say like it was too it was too rich because it was just so heavy and just so much like <laughs> I needed vanilla ice cream with it. I think. Okay. I needed some vanilla ice cream. You needed
0: the full to, gourmet was... experience, not just I needed... getting <laughs> it to take away from the chip shop. I needed your, your yeah, I needed paper, the, paper. I needed the <laughs>
1: uh, posh bitch experience, where I was like, I need. She wanted put the some Michelin star yeah.
0: version.
1: The <laughs> deconstructed bougie. Mars bar You're so
0: like bougie. Am, oh my I, god.
1: I can be bougie, but in this case, I was having it at a chip shop in a corner in the corner. Of, fish and chippy in Scotland at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning or something. And it was good, but I was just like, I need some it was so much stodge. I was like, I just need some right. vanilla ice cream to break up this <laughs> intense chocolate overload and richness and but it was good. Love it. So that's why I was really excited for this beer.
0: Yeah. Um I'm excited. They put actual deep fried mars bars in it. So it's double, double deep fried Mars bar. What's the double deep
1: fried aspect
0: of it? I don't know. I think they just did that because it's like DDH, right? Because it's like double dry harp, so it's like double deep fried. Because and then I'm it's just supposed to, work to be it funny. Out. I'm like,
1: can you have a double, a double? Deep... Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose I'm you could because you, like you do like triple.
0: You do like triple cooked it chips. I don't know. <laughs> like you do tip, triple cooked trip chips, right? So maybe they do double in my brain. I was like, should they fry it and then fry it again? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe Ooh. they did. Maybe. What, no, what I, I think, think it's just uh, just to do with like double dry hopped. I think that it's it's vocabulary rather than um, process.
1: <laughs> what I thought was really interesting was I was looking up some bit because in my searches for like is there such a thing as double deep fried Right, like I need to. Know. Oh, you actually so went I'm and looked. At,
0: I was I was trying
1: to look just to see yeah. if that was a thing. I didn't find anything. But what I did find was interestingly in what looks to be 2020. Yeah. Northern Monk collabed with Pilot to make a deep-fried caramel chocolate bar stout. Oh. Interesting. And I think that was the same. So it was the, the patrons project. Um I reckon this is probably the similar one where they did the ice cream because this is with it says Sarah, Paris, oh, yeah. Culinary Adventures, Edinburgh, Northern Monk, Pilot, Deep Fried Caramel Chocolate, Bar. I think this is the one where we had the Mr. Whippy uh, yeah. one. Yep. Of it. Yeah, I remember. I think this is the same series, but I didn't okay. even realise that. And I was like, no, oh, I've not seen it. Never had it, so I can't really say how that one is to even try to compare it to this. And, and it's not fair to compare because they're probably two completely yeah. separate things anyways. But... Thought that was interesting, so I thought I'd mention that. Um, if someone has had it, let us know how you get yeah, on. Yeah, let's know. Can we crack this? I want know Yeah. <laughs> I love
0: the label too. The label is yeah. so
1: good. I'm smelling it in the can, and I oh. like it.
0: That poor though. She thick.
1: That poor though. <laughs> yeah, that the head on that is good. I'm using my vault city oh. because it feels correct. Look at that thick ass head. That brown.
0: Cocoa coloured. Smells like a Mars bar.
1: It really does. You really get the caramelly notes in it. I'm super super psyched for this. I've got some fun facts and stuff about deep fried Mars bars and the okay. history behind them and stuff, but I want to have this first. So <laughs> it, is a get into
0: that. it is beautiful. It's a beautiful dark brown. It's got a lovely tan head that's lingering there. It smells like Mars bar. Oh, it smells 15. just rich. Point five percent. It does smell <sighs> boozy. It smells like it's Sun- gonna be It's alright, it's Sunday afternoon. Cheers. Let's get in it. Cheers. <laughs> this is what I mean Mate. though, like with a syrupy.
1: Mate. Not in a bad way. Like this no. is actually, this isn't so syrupy thick that what I was talking about before with the syrupy thick is when it is literally syrup and you're like, this is on yeah. This still has this really velvety mouthfeel to it that sort of like it borders on that thick syrupy element, but it still stays relatively like light and it's full off. I don't know the best way to, but when you think about full like is the word. nougat, yeah, yeah, but when yeah. you think about like nougat and you kind of go, oh, that is light and fluffy, but still f- quite full and velvety yeah. and everything, yeah. like that is what I think about with this, even though yeah. it's not necessarily like nougat flavor, if you know what yeah. I
0: mean. And it's got that beautiful caramel flavour in it. And there's chocolate notes in there. But also there's just a touch of something savoury. Just a little like touch. That. And I think I think it's very, very subtle. And that, that savoury is just stopping it from being too sweet. Yeah, I can see what you're saying now that you say that. It's not too sweet.
1: It's very sweet, but not too sweet. It
0: does not taste 15.5%.
1: It tastes boozy, but it doesn't taste fifteen point five. No.
0: <laughs> danger. Will danger Robinson. Danger. Danger noodles right here.
1: <laughs> I can see how after like half of this glass though, if you drink it too quickly.
0: It's probably easy yep. to drink quickly.
1: You, put <laughs> you some remember- ice cream in this a scoop of ice cream in this would be fucking banging.
0: You could reduce this down to make it into a a ice cream sauce. You probably could.
1: It yeah. does have that element, the chocolatey does come across very chocolate sauce yeah I um
0: like you remember last episode when i was talking about session stouts and i was like you know you there are stouts you can drink where you can drink them and then not stand up and fall over drink this and stand up and fall over 100 percent. 100 percent.
1: yeah absolutely i'm glad it's sunday afternoon <sighs> i've got to go do a D session <clears throat> after this this is gonna be fun you're gonna have I'm fun i'm so lucky great. that i'm playing a bard I'm just gonna sit there, strum your instrument. I've got, about, I've got many instruments to choose from. I'm basically like a rogue slash bot. It's great. So this is going to be make for a very creative session. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get nothing accomplished in the session from my perspective because I'm going to be like. Let's play one more song. Let's have a drink. Like, yeah, I'm getting into character. Yeah, my character likes to there drink a go. lot. So I may um. have Loki. I may have Loki. Also, can I just say tangent? I may have also in D&D started a brewery because I just. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody, somebody Please, was, somebody this is was the selling best. alcohol. Somebody <laughs> was selling alcohol, and I was like, so I like to just be like, uh, my my bard is actually a stand-up comedian that's like traveling around, right? And I was just like this is really great and I was like you know what I'd like to invest and I just like <laughs> I think I've like tried to buy this brewery and I didn't expect it to work but I was able to bullshit my way through like do you even know who I am like I-, I would make my branding would make your, yeah. your beer really good and they were like yeah worked it absolutely worked so now we've been taking my my beer on the road and I was like I get amazing I think out of it <laughs> this is great this helps me get thematic it helps me get ready for dnd i'm all for this there you go <laughs> but this is so like on a cold night this is gonna keep you warm. Uh, oh oh i'm like, so well, I say it's boozy it's more the boozy warmth than it is the yeah. actual like it's not alcohol bone
0: it's more yeah. the boozy warmth yeah um you just start it you feel it start warming your chest <laughs> without realizing it um i'm super sorry again listeners because this sold out so if you have not got it in your stash and you haven't already drunk it you're not gonna get it and i'm sorry for you because it's real good
1: to be fair you might find it at a shop that doesn't have like an online you might do
0: yeah someone might have it still because this one's not as old as, say, the elite, no. the other. You know, um but... May the odds be ever in your favour <laughs> if you want to go find this.
1: Again, make a friend that has it and invite mm. them round. Tell them you'll make them a deep-fried Mars bar. I wonder if you could make a deep-fried Mars bar in, like, an air fryer. You probably could. Yeah. Just Tell them you'll make them, like, a knockoff. <laughs> tell them you'll make them a deconstructed deep-fried
0: Mars bar. <laughs> so, right, so what are we, how are we making our deconstructed deep-fried Mars bar? that you're gonna get this is the thing because i I feel like it needs to be in true DD style i'm gonna
1: bullshit my way through this
0: Um, (laughs) i feel like it uh, needs this is this is the element that it must have i think is like a deep fried right i've got you um deep fried mm, batter like twill that goes on the top that that's that no no i mean that's what mine's (laughs) gonna have (laughs) continue
1: you are gonna have a churro base it's gonna be like a churro bowl why is it
0: churro well
1: it doesn't have to be churro it could be like fried dough we're gonna go like i don't know some type of why fried dough? Crispy element because it has gotta be the fried crispy element yeah but that's
0: batter it's gotta be batter not dough dough changes the flavors of it my i'll gosh, fight you on gives this it
1: more sustenance. <laughs> i feel like it's gonna give it so in my version it's so okay we're each gonna pitch right. our version of it and you can tell us <laughs> listeners which one you want to eat more so it's either gonna be like a fried dough ball um like a, a bowl bowl not bowl okay um or a churro bowl but not like a a seasoned one and then we're gonna have like a layer of like the caramel on it you're gonna have uh the nuts in there as well you're gonna have some like chocolate drizzled over it and then we're gonna be like boom we're gonna put a scoop of vanilla ice
0: cream on top of it (sighs) see this is not how i see it this is not I'm no, I am so not, because right. you're going
1: Michelin star. I am going, going like, Michelin star. I'm actually going, I'm going, I am going with the
0: people. Okay. I am
1: taking the people's stance on this. What can you make at home?
0: I want, this is what I want. I want like a thin layer of like something chocolate mousse is too light it needs to be something a little bit denser like maybe set mousse i'd like to chocolate. change my answer
1: i want mousse jo- in yeah, too. Too, late.
0: <laughs> too late too late i just my chocolate element i
1: right. put mousse in it and then drizzled it with chocolate <laughs> sauce.
0: stop it right so cho- right so kind of like a dense kind of maybe chocolate tort then like a nougat mousse then you're going to drizzle it with caramel you're then going to have a um batter twill, and a, and some vanilla ice cream so yours is obviously more visually appealing (laughs) yes
1: we understand that
0: put so sprinkle like icing sugar bay, some icing sugar on that shit done
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna actually deep fry but so on mine i'm actually gonna deep fry batter like i'm gonna deep fry it and then i'm gonna just mush it up and sprinkle (laughs) that
0: on the top (laughs) i believe they refer to that as i believe they refer to that as crumb or sand
1: yeah i'm gonna sand it across the top. <laughs> i'm not gonna crumb i'm gonna sand it right who watches
0: the top. too much master i tried right watching here.
1: MasterChef the other time but i think uh, the other night but i just came in after they were already oh yeah so far along and i was like i don't know what's happening <laughs> i don't know who i'm supposed to root for so. uh, yeah yours is okay yours anyway. is obviously michelin starred mine's for, thank you mine's for the
0: people though so <laughs> whatever there you go. the um, people will enjoy mine too
1: the people, the people enjoy both in their yeah. own
0: ways. Um, we're both e-
1: equally as good as each other. <laughs> Just saying, yeah, I changed it, and mine definitely has moved. Um, do you want me to talk to you a bit about the deep fried Mars bar? Yes, in please. <laughs> So it's believed that the deep fried Mars bar was created in the mid 90s in Aberdeenshire Mm -hmm. in Scotland in a town called Stonehaven after a local fish and chip shop started experimenting with deep frying various foods. So I got so basically the facts I'm going to give you right now, the facts, quote unquote. This is just what I found from browsing across numerous articles and like validating across numerous articles about what the myth of the deep fried Mars bar is. Because it's not like there's like a deep fried Mars bar. That sounds like a great book. That's the name of our episode.
0: The missing deep fried muscle no
1: that it doesn't can. make it doesn't sense to anything else
0: that's in it though <laughs> basically
1: um yeah there's no like one exact science history to it right so, uh, i've science just checked across i've fact checked across uh various different articles that i could find and that was sort of like where it was believed to have started um it varies depending on things like the size and the batter. So this is what I thought was interesting. It varies depending on the size of the batter you use, um, what size Mars bar you're using, if it's like a standard. I guess the average is about 51 grams. Um, if you're okay. going with one that's average, that contains about the 51 grams uh, size of, of the Mars bar. It contains roughly 230 to 260 calories before you deep fry it. <laughs> and once you fry it, it's estimated... To be anywhere between six hundred and a thousand calories. Bloody hell! And that's before you do my idea of
0: put a scoop of
1: ice cream, (laughs) put an ice cream with it as
0: well. Good God! Don't tell Rick.
1: (laughs) He would have a mental breakdown. I don't think he could. What else are you eating
0: today? That's like that's your entire calories for the day.
1: Yeah, he'd be like, "That's your day. You're done. Done. And there's no
0: and there's nothing nutritious there." um and then not that we both I... know our husbands really well or anything our, our, our friend's husband's really well or anything <laughs> That's
1: true um <laughs> and then from an article this is what i thought when i said about the myth of it from an article that apparently dated back to around 2003 2004 so around 2003 2004 the public health experts in scotland conducted a survey to prove deep-fried mars bars were real because there was this <laughs> like there was this like myth that it wasn't <laughs> that it real it wasn't real and their yeah. their results were published in 2004, showing that they were sold, that it was in fact real, <laughs> they were sold in nearly a quarter of the fish and chip shops throughout Scotland. And they were selling an average of 23
0: pieces a week. Wow. I mean, that's um, interesting facts, right? But that's what you put money into research-wise rather than, I don't know, curing cancer. Like, do you know what like- I mean?
1: All these things are like, but we need to prove, guys. We need, we need right, to prove right. that this is not just a myth, that people are having these items. <laughs> that was yes, a super yep.
0: useful use of money, Genuinely I can see.
1: Very useful. It's the, the best use of resources. <laughs> oh, God, um, but help. apparently it became like the, the Deep Fried Mars bar became so famous that the Mars company supposedly wrote a letter to, the, to that initial shop that started yeah. it stating that it didn't match the company's promotion of health and living and it asked for a <laughs> disclaimer within the menu and on the wall but later because of public backlash they actually expressed approval and bought a lot, like borderline pride for the deep fried mars bar though they still were like we don't endorse it though <laughs> it's still not healthy we don't endorse it but because yeah. mars bars are so healthy <laughs> but they were like no no what we're doing is that is <laughs> That is like you know a bit of uh, treat yourself this is you know a bit of extra indulgence. this is over the top yeah we, we are indul- we are indulgent this is gluttony <laughs> like there's a big oh my god step up yeah so yeah those are the those are the interesting facts yeah.
0: those are brilliant i think those yeah. are the best facts we've had today it's really hard to find facts on deep fried Kombat, because it's like the myths <laughs> because say. it's not real it's like it's like <laughs> oh. nessie Nessie and the deep fried Mars bar—they are—they are connected. Oh man, yeah, it is a bit like. This. Okay, right, we it need, need to get like right. That. We need to get the AirQuotes murder board out, and then we need to connect Nessie and the deep fried Mars bar.
1: <laughs> well, you never see them.
0: You have never the seen them together. The <laughs> so how do you know? And how much do deep fried deep fried Mars bars cost? Because if they cost tree fiddy, we're in trouble. I'm going to need about a tree finny. <laughs> <laughs> this must have needs about a tree fitting. And if that's how much a, a D five mars bar is, I think what's I happening think, here?
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I think I've heard something
0: similar to that. Oh, my God. We're uncovering <laughs> cryptic facts on the podcast not, right now. I'm not
1: saying aliens, but...
0: Mate. Well,
1: there you go. What else is there to say? I mean, there's nothing else. I feel like we just leave it there. Mic drop. End of leave episode. It, make up your mind for yourself. Are Deep Fried Mars bars real? Do they cost about true fitty? I don't know.
0: Is it linked? Is it the Loch Ness monster?
1: Is he the one that's selling them? We don't know. Oh my God. There you go. Make up your own mind. Anyways, Joe, if
0: people want to talk to you about Deep Fried
1: Mars bars... <laughs> I just want that to be the transition to the
0: end. Please come and talk to me about the connection between the Loch Ness Monster and Deep Fried Bars Bars because we, people, we, this is what we need to spend our research money on. This is what we really need to find. Like we, we now need to find this connection. If you want to find this information out with me, you can get hold of me at my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning, and we are uncovering on... the truth. Uncovering the truth at Love Beer Learning. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, X, TikTok, and Pinterest. You can also come to my website. That might now be getting an overhaul, and it's now going to be finding out about the truth behind deep fried Mars bars. That is LoveBeerLearning.co.uk. The blog the blog is getting an overhaul and that's what we're going to start researching on there. Um, you can also email me, lovebitlearning at com, Tori, if people would like to talk to you about and find out about the existence of purple sweet potatoes, maybe they're not real. Maybe we've been lied to about that as well. Where things. can they get hold of you?
1: I mean, I can say that I have tried a lot of these different things, so I can validate in the team they are real. But, I mean, I don't know. We can all be sceptical. That's fine. If you want to talk to me about my deep fried Mars bar experience or – what I know about Ube. Um, you can find me on Instagram, mostly on Instagram, at optimism. I've got links there to all my things. Some of them are dead links, some of them are active <laughs> links. I still haven't got around to changing it because I haven't been that long back post-holiday. So uh, come find me on there. Or if you want to talk to Joe and I together as a harmonious group, you want to just tell us how ridiculous we are drinking a 15.5% <laughs> beer and uh, talking about the Loch Ness Monster, Uh, you can find us both on A Woman's Brew, and that is on Instagram. We are also on Twitter, but I'm not going to lie to you. I don't i think i've got access to that account but i'm not looking at it if i do it's mainly sometimes i look at it on there. so joe will probably get back to you on twitter or i'll probably get Maybe. back to you on instagram um or you can we're on facebook us. as
0: well but yeah, we're on
1: facebook um yeah we're on facebook as well at a women's brew uh or you can email us at a woman's brew podcast at com. you can tell us to never drink
0: a 15.5 percent and have the giggles again so <laughs> That's it wasn't as bad. bad as that time we had the liter of of uh, imperial stout. It wasn't that bad. Mm. Cheers. Okay.